0: Some rounds, birdies can be hard to come by, fortunately for us all, some don't require that solid iron game to be found. Welcome to Bird Watchers, an expression of our eternal devotion to all things bird. Trade the rangefinder for a pair of binocs and keep an eye out for this week's featured bird.
1: I thought I had it. That is pretty bad. It's a little weak. I keep getting worse and worse. It's a little weak. We'll leave we'll leave it to the viewers at home to decide
0: how much of a cop out that that attempt was but
1: i just can't get my voice that high the no. whistle
0: the whistle is i don't know it's kind of tough to to imitate isn't it i don't think the human Very. That, that our vocal cords can imitate that
1: i know i can't and i i don't think i can today especially just recovering so it's uh it, it's not happening so <laughs> you're the, still
0: recovering joey it is the, uh the it's whistle. thursday man
1: hey man it's been a long week
0: <laughs> it indeed it has I don't think there's any any point in asking anybody to guess what that one was. We're going to give Joey on my end a solid mm, four out of ten. Oh man, um, Joey, let's let's jump into it. Tell me Struggling. a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your eagle experience. Yeah, so on we the golf course. we got
1: the bald eagle today. So we're going to be talking about our best eagles. And honestly, I don't have any like memorable eagles, eagles, but I have a hole in one, and that's technically an eagle. So I'm gonna tell you about my hole-in-one experience.
0: Yeah, please. I do not have one.
1: It was four months after I started playing golf, and it was a high school qualifier. So it was junior years, trying to qualify. I've never qualified for a match. Just started playing golf. And it was at Wilmar, hole five, if anyone knows where that is. Or Wilmar that National? Can picture that hole. It's like this uphill par three, so you can't really see where the pin is. You can see the pin, but you can't tell where it is on the green, and you can't see your ball. So. We get up to that hole, and I remember walking up to that hole and talking about how much I hated it because it kind of sucks. It's narrow, it's long for especially someone who hasn't been playing. I think it was playing at like 180 maybe uphill. So I took three hybrid. You know, I I used to bomb it. So Um, I hit three hybrid, and it was the greatest hybrid I've ever hit right at the pin. And, you know, it's uphill. I can't see the green, can't see what's going on and you know i was the last one to hit so we just start walking up there and my coach comes driving down a golf cart he's you know a little older and he's like who hit that last ball and i was like oh my god i'm sorry did i hit you like i, I flushed it i didn't think it was going to go that far and he's like no it's in the hole hole in one so i just threw my bag up in the air in my club and just was going nuts and that that shot right there that hole I think I gained like six shots on the guy I was competing against, and I qualified for my first golf match, so it's my most memorable eagle slash hole-in-one, so You're, that's my story.
0: I love that. Did you get a picture and everything?
1: Uh, yeah, I have the ball in my in my room still to this day. What kind of ball? It was a Nike. Nike. Uh, <laughs> that makes it even better. When they used to make golf balls, it was like the 20XI, yeah, and I have, uh, my grandparents bought me like a little trophy with the number one on it, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still sitting in my room, and it's... Wrote the date on it, put it away, didn't use it. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I doubled the next hole, but it was a different ball.
0: I think that's the one piece of golf memorabilia we would all love to add to our collection. Uh, a piece that we can't exactly reproduce here at the loft, but <laughs> I don't agree.
1: You say no no memorable Eagles. I feel like what? maybe it's because I only have two of them. I've never, like, holed out from the fairway for Eagle. I've, like, putted in, like, hitting the green in two and a par five, yeah. but I've never, like, holed out. I guess I've holed out from, like, a greenside bunker, but... I don't know, what's your most memorable uh,
0: eagle? Well, my with my length, I don't I don't reach many par fives. Um number thirteen at Kahari is my only par five eagle and it's a four hundred and eighty yard hole, a little bit uphill. So it it's reachable, uh, typically for me even. Um and that was the same. I didn't even reach it that day. It was just on the front fringe and it was our last hole of the day. We started on fourteen and yeah putted in it was probably a 55 foot putt sank it turned around hurled my putter as far down the fairway as I could I think I shot 92 that day hey man with an eagle I think I had a birdie too that was four I I was fairly new to golf at the time too that was probably four years ago and then I've holed out from the fairway a couple of times but only once for eagle uh so I have two in my life
1: You've but I have I have fairway. come across yeah a couple well. of times and only once for eagle. What else have you held? Out for? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> let's see.
0: The other one I hold out on number five, at, also at Kahari Country Club, from like eighty nine yards on number five. That was an eagle during last year's member guest at Kahari number seven. After I duffed a seven iron, maybe like thirty yards, I I proceeded <laughs> to hole out from like one ten, uh, for a birdie net two on the hole. Nice, which ended up being critical to uh, we won the member guest that year and that was a crucial moment that's awesome so that was a that was a fun one yeah and just looking at the looks of incredulity on everybody's face that I'm sure i can go from duff to hole <laughs> but thus is the game that Golf's we love a crazy game man i've come across you know it's funny that the only two eagles i've made are at Kahari, and the only eagle i've ever seen on a golf course was also at kahari so Before we jump into the facts, I'm going to give everybody lots of information about where you can find eagles, where they can be seen, their migratory patterns. But for the purposes of this story, so eagles, through the first portion of their life, especially the first four to five years uh, when they're considered adolescent still, so before they reach breeding age, they're migratory. And they can fly hundreds and hundreds of miles in a day, and they'll cover large swaths. They'll fly from Canada down to Florida along the regular flyways typically be found close to water. But one thing interesting about them is, again, particularly in the first parts of their life, they tend to come back to the same areas year on year. And at Kahari there are a pair. They don't, I don't believe they nest in the area because I've never seen the nest. And typically those are easy to spot because they're going to be in the tallest tree around and it's going to be near the water, near the swamps. And somewhere like Kahari I'm sure most of you aren't familiar with, but it would, it would stand out if there was an eagle nest nearby. But these eagles, for the six years that I've worked at and gone and played golf at Kahari, they come through every year. And I remember the first time seeing one. And this was actually my first ever bald eagle experience, period. This was, again, four years ago. Um, as we're walking down number 18 fairway, I was walking with a friend of mine, Trey Pope, and I see this massive bird coming over my head. And my first instinct is turkey vulture, because those are the big birds we have around here. Yeah. And Once he got within 100 yards of me, I realized immediately, like, no, no, that's a bald eagle. Look, look, look. And he followed us, like, down the fairway. So this fairway is lined by tall pines. I mean, like 70, 80-year-old pines, 60 feet tall on either side, really old-growth trees. And as we walked down, this eagle was hopping from branch to branch, kind of keeping his distance, but following us around and was sitting in the branch watching us putt out. Um, I went inside, had a beer, came back, and he was still sitting out there. And the people at Kohari keep me up to date because I always ask, was the eagle yeah, back yeah. this year? Did you see the eagle? And and they come through, and you would usually see them for maybe a week, and then they're gone.
1: So where is Kohari, Kohari? for the people listening?
0: Kohari is in my hometown of Clinton, North Carolina. Um, for those at all familiar with the geography of North Carolina, it's halfway between Raleigh and Wilmington. So an hour southeast of Raleigh, an hour northwest of Wilmington.
1: So right, yeah, close right to the – coast almost right exactly
0: and that's the most prevalent place to find eagles so for one let's touch on for those of you who may not know eagles are just about the biggest birds you'll ever come across um i think in north america the only bird you would ever come across that's larger would either be a a golden eagle which are much more rare and really only frequent the northeastern part of the continent. Or some of the species of albatross that we discussed. <laughs> those again, you usually won't find those on the landmass of the continent. You find them out on the coast. But maybe one day you'll you'll get lucky to see both of them. But eagles, for our intents and purposes, are the largest bird you're gonna come across in North America. Um they can weigh anywhere from six to fourteen pounds. They can be it's as tall bird. as four and a half feet. It's a big bird. I, I think I think that's something that's lost on people. We we understand like, oh yeah, big when I say four and a half feet, I don't think people picture a bird that stands. I'm just you know, yeah, I'm
1: like thinking of like a yardstick up next to me. And yeah, that's it's a big bird. Enormous.
0: <laughs> wingspan, five to eight feet, smaller than our friend the albatross, but an eight foot wingspan, nothing to laugh at. Um,
1: Remind me where the albatross is. The wingspan?
0: Wingspan of an albatross. Um, the southern royal, which is the largest subspecies, reach anywhere from eleven to fourteen feet. <sighs> Uh, but most species of albatross have wingspans over nine feet.
1: Well, how, how tall are albatrosses? Albatross only
0: stand roughly, uh, what, three feet? Okay. Two and a half to three feet at most. Those, okay. those are the big ones. Again, we yeah. talked about how albatross grow, continue to grow throughout their lives um, and can live up to 40 years. So some species, I believe the tallest was like, yeah, somewhere around three and a half feet. Although quite a bit longer, not quite as tall. Mm-hmm. Got the wings. And, and weight-wise, they're about equitable. So, the thing about the bald eagle that makes it so great for our bird of the week and makes it so great for the continent and why it's a symbol of our country is because it's the only species of eagle that is unique to North America. Golden eagles, as I discussed earlier, are the other species of eagle that we come across. Um, And as I said, they only frequent the Northeast, and they're also primarily a Eurasian bird. So, you'll find golden eagles throughout Asia, especially the northern part of the continent, and they are the same way in their migration patterns. They fly hundreds and hundreds of miles. They cover huge distances throughout their lifespan. Yeah. And parts of the Northeast, are, especially in Maine, Vermont, are popular landing spots for golden eagles. Not only are they the only unique species, uh, we all know the history. Uh, it's easy to imagine why this bird was picked, but it, it makes sense. These birds have come to symbolize like our freedom, our unique American identity, and for good reason. The As I mentioned before, the younger are largely migratory. Uh, They frequent parts of Canada when they'll group up into bigger groups for the wintering season. Um, However, they can be found in parts of the U.S. year round. And once they reach mature age and they begin breeding, almost always they are lifelong partners and almost always they revisit the same nest year on year. And once they put all the effort into building a nest, they tend to hang around that area. So there are parts, for instance, at Harris Lake, here just southwest of raleigh i believe there are seven breeding pairs that stay year-round and on either coastline be it the atlantic or the pacific you're likely to find eagles year-round and they tend to just stay in those areas they will migrate up and down they'll leave the area you know for weeks days months but most of the year you can find them in those areas and people who live in those areas will tell you you know the eagles are over there.
1: It's kind of romantic when you think about it. The American love story. the lifelong partners, and they settle down in one spot. Living the American yeah, dream. Exactly. I like to think
0: the American dream, like most things in America, were inspired by the bald eagle. Yeah, I like it. Another thing the eagles inspired was the Endangered Species Act. That piece of legislation, which is 1973. So to give a brief history of, of why eagles are protected now and the history of those protections, you have to understand that one, the eagle has always been recognized as kind of a magnificent creature that is better served in the wild than on a wall, as in mounted or shot or for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So there's legislation as far back as 1900 that protects bald eagles. But the first formal piece of of modern legislation that we recognize is the Bald Eagle Protection Act of 1940, which laid out specific regulations for quote unquote taking a bird, which is to say kill or remove from an area. Yeah. That laid the foundations for the Endangered Species Act. The plight of the bald eagle during the 20th century. I'm sure many of you are well familiar with the story of how uh, a pesticide that was commonly used DDT, particularly again in the northeastern part of the country where eagles were most prevalent, was having a hugely detrimental impact on these populations. So DDT, without getting into all the chemistry and biology because those sides I'm not quite as familiar with, but I know that DDT was corrosive to eggs and that uh, females laying these eggs that had been exposed to DDT, the eggs would just become infertile and never, never hatch. So, fema- and they also have, reg- very for a bird, bird species, they have pretty long gestation periods and they lay relatively few clutches of eggs. Like, for instance, a dove might lay 12 clutches of eggs in a year, uh, whereas an eagle is only going to lay one and they might not even do that every year. They might only lay a clutch every other year.
1: So was there ever a point before like that 1940 act or this DDC stuff um, that the eagle population was becoming scarce? Or
0: um, It's harder to know that because of the more limited data and tracking and counting at the time. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's widely considered and widely acknowledged that eagles were, in fact, hunted and shot, be it for... Or in other ways, they were impacted through development, through um, habitat loss. Yeah, They're found mainly by water. Their nests are almost always by water. They prefer fish, although they are opportunistic eaters. <laughs> they, they will just as quickly scavenge food, as in scare off something else from its kill and take it from them, as they will hunt it, hunt it themselves. They've been known, as a matter of fact, I've witnessed, uh, I know we sat and talked about, in our first episode, we talked about the osprey. Mm -hmm. And I talked about the eagle that comes through yearly uh, on the pond behind my house. I've lived there for two years. We've noticed the same eagle come through for two to three months during December to February for the two years we've lived there. He's come back both years. There's also an osprey that hangs out on my back pond year round. Um, I believe he's by himself. I've never seen two of them at once, Mm -hmm. but I've witnessed these two interact. And it's funny because in my reading on eagles, as I was brushing up on my knowledge for this podcast, I read about eagles being known to harass and take fish from the osprey. Eagle's a much bigger bird than an osprey. However, in my own observation, just, again, in this little pond, 100 yards off of I-40 in Raleigh, I've noticed the exact opposite. I've noticed the osprey is the one harassing the eagle and runs him off. So in the the two instances I've seen them clash, after both instances the eagle wasn't to be seen again that day and the osprey was still out hunting. Hmm. I found that interesting. Um, why,
1: why is that? Do you have any
0: Well from a, just from my observational point of view, the Osprey is just more agile and was just the same as you'll see hawks getting chased off by little songbirds and crows like regularly. <laughs> you know It's because a, hawks are a relatively big bird compared to these things and they' so they're relatively less agile and it's easy for a little bird to just harass them.
1: All about the confidence they have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the overcompensation, whatever. <laughs> what is it? The uh, it's not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the size of the fight in the dog. So, same goes for birds. Apparently,
0: they uh, well, size does have something to do with it, simply because it makes them less able to quickly maneuver yeah, and get agile. out of the way. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so actually, the size serves as a disadvantage in those yeah. aerial fights for them.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: So that's one thing that I would love to to probably read more about, and I would probably challenge our listeners is to observe eagle behavior, to observe instances of eagles taking prey from other birds, and specifically interactions between eagles and osprey. I would like to know how much of an outlier my observations are compared to others. Mm-hmm. So please do yeah. let us know, fill us in. Uh, to date, so getting back to the the history of the preservation of eagles and the conservation and the success story, um, eagles represent, as I mentioned, they are they were largely the inspiration for the Endangered Species Act. And they also represent the Endangered Species Act's most well-publicized success story. Eagle populations were as low as, I believe, a couple of hundred breeding pairs known in North America to up to 10,000 today. Those are breeding pairs. Those don't count adolescent birds. So probably rough population is anywhere between thirty and 50,000 individual birds in North America, mm-hmm. which is, you know, tenfold increase on where they were even three decades ago, four decades ago. Uh and as of two thousand seven they were officially delisted from the Endangered Species Act. That doesn't mean that they are no longer protected. They still enjoy protections under the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. And they're I believe the original piece of legislation which was the Bald Eagle Protection Act, which was later amended to become the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act, uh which basically just covers all of the birds within that family, which in North America we only have two. So the Eagle still enjoys and it's still very much illegal to Take an eagle. However, due to this delisting, there are cases and instances where you can apply for a permit in order to remove an eagle from. uh, I think the most common instances are when it comes to wind turbines and farms, because those turbines are likely to kill an eagle eagle unintentionally because nobody's sitting there like throwing eagles into the turbine. (laughs) And so, in those cases, maybe or maybe not, it's more prudent to remove the eagle now as opposed to letting it nest and breed and come back year on year only to kill itself and then hurt it. So there's, there's a case to be made in those instances for why uh, a taking might be justified. Mm
1: -hmm. I have, I got one last question before you kind of wrap up here. You said that they find a partner, they stay with that partner. So when you see one eagle, are you like likely to see another one or Um, do they ever travel and like Packs yeah. So
0: yes and no. So okay, let's touch on this point by point. So if you are near a known nesting site, you're likely to see more than one eagle. As a matter of fact, you're more like you're likely to see more than two, because if a nesting site's good for one eagle, it's probably good for more than one eagle. Most commonly, you find these nests around large bodies of water. So either near the coast or near large lakes. Like I said, I know Harris Lake has, I believe, seven known seven known breeding pairs currently. Um, and then Lake Johnson has an eagle or two nests, so sporadically you see them. Um, However, just because you see one doesn't mean there are more. If you don't believe or you know that you're not near a nesting site, more than likely you're coming across an adolescent bird. For instance, the bird that has come through in my backyard for the last two years is an adolescent, Mm -hmm. and I know that because the first year I saw him, he was significantly smaller. and Still a big bird, but Uh, I was able to to get some, I've got some great video of him on my phone. Well, I say great. For phone video, it's (laughs) it's decent. I've got some good pictures and video and was able to kind of get a good scale of reference for his size. And I guessed him to be about three feet tall, two and a half feet tall, um, wingspan of probably roughly five feet, five and a half feet. So relatively a small bird. And the coloration, which is the thing that stands out more than anything, his kind of a pied colored head where there's a lot of brown still in the head color, a lot of brown in the tail and just a much lighter colored feather feather color throughout the whole body, which just points to adolescence. Mm-hmm. So all those things I would look, see, and then, okay, that's an adolescent bird. So chances are, again, he's just coming through. He was probably born somewhere in the area, and this is just part of his annual flyway. So as he reaches maturity and as he reaches breeding age, he's more likely to settle down, pick a spot, pick a mate, and have at it.
1: American love story.
0: As for... um do they group up and meet up? Yes. Uh, adolescent birds, the migr, the ones who are more migratory are going to, they flock to parts of Canada, um, and the upper parts of the U S Michigan, Wisconsin. Um, and they've, yeah, you, there are places where you can find hundreds at once where you'll see hundreds at once. That'd be awesome. I think that sometimes those locations are disclosed. Sometimes they are not. Um, so for the, for the purposes of maybe protecting the eagle privacy, I'm not going to point out specifically yeah. those locations, but a little bit of web searching will uh, lead you to the right people who can help you responsibly um, and ethically uh, go and see these birds, because I think that somewhere where you can witness 100 eagles at a time is a definitely yeah. a bucket
1: list. Joey, what else you want to ask me about eagles, man? Wow, I mean, we're, I we're about out of time. I got all the questions off my chest. Have you ever seen an eagle? I have, yeah. I've seen Luke, Matt, and I saw an eagle down in Savannah, Georgia when we were playing golf. So, you know, by the coast. And yeah, he was just hovering right above us. I think they like they like golf. They're golf watchers. I think so,
0: there's a good reason we call them eagles in golf.
1: Exactly. Yeah. They just were hovering right above us. It's cool. We got good, we got good video of it too on our camera. So we'll have to maybe throw that up somewhere. It nice.
0: Well, so, I would encourage all of our listeners to to reach out to us through instagram yeah send us Uh,
1: questions and what you want to know if you have a bird that you're wanting us to talk about more so jeb and i'll i'll learn about the bird but
0: uh, i would i I know i would love to see uh some pictures of eagles on golf courses and i would love to hear about some of your favorite courses where eagles are known to frequent year in on year i'm sure that kahari is not the only one Mm -hmm. uh so i think you know if a golf course were to tell me that they had an eagle pair that was visiting, I'd be a lot more likely to make that tea time.
1: Yeah, definitely something to advertise, for sure. Yeah,
0: so you can reach out to me at jeb at lionloft.com, j-e-b at lionloft.com. Questions, pictures, uh, that information for me. I would love to come visit you and play a tea time with your
1: eagle course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sign up for our newsletter. You can do that by going to our website, lionloft.com um and go to scroll to the very bottom of the page it'll say right there put in your email and you can sign up for our newsletter up and down and get all the latest information about us and birds so be sure to check that out Jeb do you have any anything else for the for the people
0: I have a little bit of alliteration i wrote i want to read let's hear it Eagles encapsulate every emotion exhilaration ecstasy euphoria expect exponential excesses of
1: envy Wow, we'll end it on that folks That was touching
0: Hope you all have a great weekend Or whenever you're listening to this I Hope you have the great rest of the week For now, cuckoo Cuckoo <laughs>